steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His love is never ending, unfailing. Amen. We thank God for his love. We thank God for his justice. We thank God that justice and love was met on the cross when Christ died. Amen. The love for the world that all might come to know Christ. But the wrath, the anger, the justice of God was placed on Christ for our, on our behalf so that we might live and live eternally with him. What a great God we serve. What a great church he has. What wonderful, handsome, and brilliant, and wonderful people we have here. Amen? Look around at all the beautiful people. There's a lot of crickets here. I mean, they're beautiful people. Amen? Good to see everybody. I mean, good to see you in the back. God bless you. The McCleary's, the Sullivan's came out of hiding, met us here on Sunday. Welcome. God bless you. Tim, good to see you. Amen. You know, we have uh, some really special people here. I have here with me my mom and my dad. My dad and my mom passed away, but I have another set of moms and a mom and a dad. And that's Steph's parents are here, so we want to welcome, welcome you. God bless you. Yeah. Would you like to say something, Dad? Or? Yeah, let me, let me bring the mic. I'm a little biased, but I like them. Yeah. I, uh, I grieve for all of you at Buffalo here today. I, I hate to take a joyous note like that. And I saw Dad cry over these people. I've been crying over them. I've been rejoicing with you together. I'm sorry if I got emotional, but that's what it is. We get such a blessing every time we can we come to see you. We're we're Canadians. Yeah, I'm used to sort of be a Canadian, I think. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll give this to Jan. Say a word. It's just a blessing to be with you again here after these. Two and a half years or something like that and um, to celebrate with our family celebrate a birthday and uh, my son I didn't have any of my own so it's wonderful to get them this way <laughs> Amen. thank you thank you Marga. thank you and his kid over here is my niece you want to say something niece Okay. She said, no, thank you. That's what she says. Yeah. So it's great to, great to be with family, and, and uh, thank you for, for coming. We are, we are still in um, Ephesians, and for a short period of time today, we're going to again look at the breastplate of righteousness. Amen? The breastplate of righteousness. Ephesians chapter 6. Bible says in Ephesians 6 that we are to put on the whole armor of God in order to stand firm against the attacks of our enemy, Satan. And one way we destroy the enemy, we've done it today, is through the proclaiming and declaring the precious blood of Jesus. 
but by also giving the word of our testimony. Amen? On those two counts, the enemy flees because of the power and authority of Christ and his work in our hearts and in our lives. When we talk about Jesus, the devil's the demon trembles. So that's why we love bringing up the name of Jesus. We live in a world where the enemy is and realizes ever since Christ rose from the dead on the third day. See, Friday, Satan and his cohorts thought everything was cool. The Son of God has died. Yee-hoo! Big party in hell. But lo and behold, Sunday came. Christ was risen from the dead. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Amen? What a great promise of God's word. The Bible doesn't pull any punches when it tells us that the enemy wants to attack us. He wants to steal from us. He wants to obliterate us. He wants to destroy us physically, emotionally, financially, mentally, eternally. He wants to destroy us. And sometimes we live our lives like it's one big playground. Amen? And Phoebe said it right, that sometimes we have to, yes, comfort the afflicted, but also we have to afflict the comfortable. Amen? We stir each other on. We, we stimulate each other on for good works. And so that we can grow in the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is and all that he's done for us and our, our identity in him. For a time there, um, there were Mondays where Steph and I would literally be at each other's throats. Monday. The day after God's, God's day, the Lord's day, great things happen in the house of God. And uh, we always have said that we are not each other's enemies. So we stopped and we said, something more is going on than a little tiff that we got cooking. There's an enemy afoot and he wants to destroy us and he wants to destroy the work of God. So we gather together with one voice and one heart. We had the Lord, we rebuked the enemy, amen, because we knew his plans and we knew his schemes. We're able to win the victory on Monday. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, For the wages, for though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Ephesians 6.12, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. You don't have to look too far to see the evil that's happening in our culture and in our society. See, for the believer, the devil can't throw death at us. Right? We have the assurance that when we die, we will be with Christ. Oh, grave, where is your sting? Death, where is your victory? The Lord Jesus Christ leads us in triumphal procession over death because he has won the victory. The last battle that will be wiped up will be death. The Bible says that when we die in the twinkling of an eye, we will be with him. 
He said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. The devil can't throw death at us. We invite it. We don't want it right now, but when we're faced with it, we have the full assurance and certainty that we will be resurrected and we will be with Jesus Christ. To be absent from the body, Paul said, is to be present with the Lord. Doesn't that encourage you today? What an encouragement. In the twinkling of an eye, we'll be in his presence. We thank God for that. Oh, yes. Isn't that wonderful? There's still life in this world. Cry, baby, cry. Yes. Amen. Jesus said that I have come to destroy the work of the enemy. I have come to give you life, and I have come to give you life overflowing and abundant, filled with deliverance, filled with victory, filled with joy in a time of sorrow, filled with peace in the time of confusion and chaos, filled with satisfaction and fulfillment and meaning in this life, filled with faith in the time of stress and anxiety and fear. This is the paradigm that we're faced with when we live for Christ. In all of these troubles in the world, our lives are hidden with Christ in God. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, 37, that we are more than overcomers because through the one that has loved us. Amen? The Greek word there is super nukeo, and it means that we are super victors, super overcoming, overwhelming victors in Christ Jesus because of what he has done. Jesus said that you will receive power once the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. You'll have firsthand experiential knowledge of God's righteousness, of his grace, of his love, of his power, of his authority in your life. It's our job to appropriate it, amen? amen. To take it by faith and receive it. Verses 14 through 17 in Ephesians chapter 6 says, Stand firm, then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Do you know that you are amply fitted for this warfare? Amen? Amen. And the wonderful thing is that Christ has already won the victory. We're just wrapping up these small little battles before we see him face to face. And that's the glory of our great God and our great salvation. He says to us, stand still today and see the salvation of our God. Amen? Amen? Be still and know that God is God today. Righteousness is this fulfilling of obligations of a relationship. Whether that relationship is with God, the king, with his people, a husband to a wife, a father to a child. Every person lives within many relationships. These relationships are covenantal in character. God is righteous because he faithfully fulfills his covenant relationships with us by protecting us, by providing for us. The Bible says that every, every spiritual blessing is ours in Christ Jesus today. Do you believe that? Do you understand the concept of what I'm trying to say to you? Do you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? Amen. Every spiritual blessing is yours in Christ Jesus. What do you need today that you don't have 
receive it by faith in Christ. The imagery here of this breastplate is of an armed Roman soldier prepared for battle. The Jews and the Gentiles understood what a Roman soldier looked like. They were all over. All over. Jesus' words about turning the other cheek when you're slapped is geared towards the oppression, the misuse, and the abuse of authority, these Roman soldiers, over the people. They could slap the people. Also, there was this concept that Roman soldiers could ask you to do anything. When it says a Roman soldier would say, take this for a mile walk, as I walk, what does Jesus say? You take it for two. Why? Because the goodness of God leads people to repentance. Amen? And the oppression of those in authority. When we turn and respond to them without hatred, without animosity, without hostility, but we respond with grace and love. The Bible says that we heap coals of fire on their heads. Now, some of you might say, yeah, give me those coals, and I'm going to slap you upside your head right now. Psh, boom. Burn, baby, burn. In that day, people that were repentant, that were sorry, that wanted to express their sorrow and their repentance to family, friends, and community, would actually wear this contraption where there would be coals on their head. And what you would do is you would stir the coals, you would add the coals, and you would say, I see your repentance. I see your sorrow. I'm with you. And this is what we want to do as the righteousness of God. Amen? A typical armed soldier wore a breastplate. That was, it was made of bronze or chain mail. It covered the vital organs, covered the heart, was fitted with loops, buckles that attached to a thick belt. If the belt was loosened, the breastplate would fall off. And isn't this telling for us today? Our righteousness is grounded and settled in the person and work of Jesus Christ, who has said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. The Bible says that Christ is our wisdom, Christ is our righteousness, Christ is our sanctification today. He's our all in all, and he fills everything in every way. Our righteousness is his righteousness, imputed to us, declared over us, promised to us, grounded in the declarations, the promises, the warnings of God's word for us. If God's truth found in Christ slips and fades in its significance and importance, value and worth in our hearts and in our lives, we, we become prime targets for the enemy's attack and schemes and oppression. Have you ever experienced that? When you've doubted the character and nature of God and you went your own way, all of a sudden, trouble, pain, sorrow, adversity, a feeling of alienation away from God, Truth of God given in God's word is so powerful in destroying the lies and the deception of the evil one. You see, the devil can't throw at us death. We welcome death. Paul did. He said he'd rather be with Christ. But if I got to stick around for you folk, I will to preach the gospel. 
but he does work on us through deception. Amen? Amen. Lies, falsity, error. Started in the garden when Satan said to Adam and Eve, did God really say, is God really going to take care of you? Is God really going to provide a husband or a wife? Is God really going to provide provision for you? Is God really going to take care of you? Or do you have to fight for your rights? When you're offended, you have to attack. When you're reviled, do you have to speak out with, with cursings to defend yourself? No. We trust in him to lead us and to guide us. Paul compares the armor of God with military gear. Each piece represents a part of God's strength that he extends to us when we become his children. The breastplate of righteousness refers to the righteousness purchased by Christ for us. But it also speaks of our diligence in covenant love to him to do what we ought to do based on the truth of God, not to do what we want to do. Amen? And this is the impartation of his righteousness. The Holy Spirit is a holy spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes in, he moves us and he woos us. And he pushes us and he prods us and he pokes us. Amen? To do his will and his way and his sway in our heart and in our life. The Bible says this, Christ committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and what? Live to righteousness. Amen. By his wounds, you have been healed for you were straying like sheep, but now have returned to the shepherd, the overseer of your souls. Christ's righteousness becomes our right choiceness, his righteousness, his declaration and promises over our hearts and lives move us towards this covenant love in which we do not want to dishonor Christ. We do not want to disgrace Christ by the words that come out of our mouth, by our actions, by our hypocrisy. We want to live righteously before God because he has empowered us to do what we ought to do. Choose the right way. Choose the truth of God. The heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? Do you ever sit down when you lay your head down on the pillow and you realize how wicked you really are? The thoughts that you have and maybe the, the propensities that you're geared towards. And that's why I say, always say, help me, Jesus. Our heart is wicked. Who could know it? But you know what? The Bible says and it has promised in Ezekiel that Christ will give us a new heart and a new mind that walks in the laws of God and the ways of God. Our own self-rightness and good acts are no match for Satan's attacks. Amen? The breastplate of righteousness has Christ's name stamped on it. As though he said, your righteousness isn't sufficient to protect you. Here's mine. Amen. You ever get something that's made in another country and you're like, come on. Our righteousness, friends, is made in heaven. Amen. It's not made in China. Hallelujah. It's made in heaven. 
sufficient, able, capable. You're confirmed, you're sealed, you're established, and you're secure in Christ. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Tribulation, tragedy, pain, anxiety, fear. His love is always there. We're instructed to put on this armor, which implies that we do not automatically wear it at all times. In Ephesians, it talks about this aspect of putting off the old nature and putting on the new. Amen? Putting on the new. When I get it, I get comments about this shirt today, how, I don't know, ugly it is. It's not a cool shirt, you know. But if I would buy a new shirt, you see, what I would do is I would take this shirt off and I'd put the new shirt on. This is Christ's commitment to us today in telling us, put off the old self and put on the new self. Declare your covenant promise to God that you will live righteously before God, living up to the standard of God's holiness, not the standard of this world. We're, we're faced with thousands of people in 300 cities all over the U.S. literally protesting for the right to kill babies. This is how evil this world has come. The Bible says that in the end days, people will call evil good and good evil. And we're here today at this point. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. We must have the belt of truth firmly in place. Don't you hate when your belt buckle gives way and your pants fall down in public? I mean, it's just, it's terrible. It's a terrible, terrible thing. A lot of embarrassment, uh, a lot of humiliation. You try to run away to the bathroom or something and you trip and fall. Um, I was playing baseball one day and I was a pitcher. And uh, at that particular game, I did not have any shorts on under my uniform. And I, I pitched the ball, and there was a little hit right over my head. And I tried to make a move to go get it. My cleat caught my uniform. And as I took the step, my pants fell right down. Yes. So I know what I'm talking about, people. OK? I know what I'm talking about. Here's the thing. When we stray from the belt of truth and we loosen up on the truth of God, guess what? We embarrass ourselves. We humiliate ourselves. And you know what? We humiliate the very grace of God that has saved us. We dishonor him by our actions and by our words. We're humiliated. But you know what? Christ in all of his love and grace comes and hides us in his love, takes us away. Until so we get back to the truth of God and the righteousness of God. Without truth, our righteousness is based on our own impressions, our own senses and sensibilities that come from a secular, worldly perspective of what's right, what's wrong. Abortion. There's the deconstruction of the identity of a man and woman the deconstruction of what the biblical order and design of marriage is. There's a deconstruction 
going on in this world. And Romans chapter 1 tells us, the more that we stray away from giving God glory and giving him thanks, the more depraved we become. Literally, the more insane we become with our attempts of bringing righteousness and justice into this world. When a Supreme Court nominee cannot give you the definition of a woman, we know that we are in trouble. Amen? We are the righteousness of God. We live righteous lives in covenant love relationship with him to do what we ought to do, even if it pains us, even if we suffer. Because of our great love for him, we don't want to dishonor or shame his name or humiliate him. We want to live a life giving glory and honor to him with everything that we have. His declared righteousness over us enables us through faith in Christ as we confess our sins He's faithful and just to, con- to uh, forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We stand in the very presence of God. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says, takes residence up in you and begins the work of putting off that old flesh and causing your, your life to be mature in the knowledge of who Christ is. And all of a sudden, your life is being conformed to the image of Christ. Have you noticed you're a little bit more like Christ now than you were 20 years ago? Last week. This is the way it goes, amen? He's always working on us. He's always, always trying to change us. Always, always transforming us as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts and in our lives. Righteousness, covenant love to God. Are there things in your life that you know you shouldn't be doing? Stop it. Amen? Stop it. You have the power to do it. You are the righteousness of God. Are there words that are coming out of your mouth that dishonor Christ? Stop it. Speak praise and adoration. Every time you want to curse, speak the name of Jesus. Amen? What about your actions or your attitudes? Do they display this fleshly, sensual, uh, work of the flesh, strife, hostility, animosity? Or are you expressing the fruit of the Spirit, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, love, joy, peace, patience? Putting on the armor of God requires a decision on our part. Are you ready to dress up? Are you ready to gear up today? Put on the armor of God. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. We must first have the belt of truth firmly in place. Make sure your belt buckles are strong, amen, with the truth of God's word. You don't want to humiliate yourself or bring disgrace to God. Live out the truth of God. When you read the truth of God in God's word, say, yes, Lord, amen? Say, yes, Lord. Without truth, our righteousness will be based on our attempts to impress God. We don't want to do that. You realize that in your, in your walk with Christ today, that you cannot do anything without him. We can do all things through him. Amen? We see ourselves as in Christ, that regardless of our failures, regardless of our brokenness, regardless of our weaknesses, his righteousness has been accredited to our account, and positionally now we are the righteousness of God Muse over that, ponder that, amen, when you fail, 
you are the righteousness of God. We make him and his ways our dwelling place. His habitation now with us is in us, the Holy Spirit. We delight in his commands and desire for his ways to become our ways. Amen. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you what? The desires of your heart. Amen. Changing the very desires of your heart. When God reveals an area of change to us, we obey and allow him to work in us. At the point where we say no to God, I want to go my own way. I'll take the lordship of my own life in this area. We set up Satan for his attack and for his fiery dart to get into our heart and into our life and to destroy us. As we wear Christ's breastplate of righteousness, we begin to develop a purity of heart that translates into actions. Amen? Right? What does James say? Don't just be a reader of God's word, but be a doer. Amen? When armor is abused or worn incorrectly, it can malfunction. Carelessness. Unbelief. Knowing the right to do, but not to do it. Disobedience. When we tolerate sin, we, when we refuse to forgive, when we rely on our own self-righteousness, or allow earthly concerns to crowd out time for an intimate relationship with God, we, in effect, take off the breastplate of righteousness and leave ourselves open to the enemy's will and the enemy's way over our hearts and lives. So, today, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Positionally, that's what you are. And that's what you say to yourself in your head and your experience in your heart. And when we fall and when we're broken, we come back to the righteousness of God and his declarations over our heart. And we say, God, forgive me. And God comes in with his, the power of his Holy Spirit and makes us new, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. The breastplate of righteousness is connected to the truth of God. And when we live out the truth of God in our hearts, we understand what this covenant relationship of doing the right thing is before God. That's our main goal. It's not to dishonor him and not to disgrace him. Amen? So, let's put on that breastplate and let's run to the battle. Amen? Let's run to the battle. Are you ready for a little bit of warfare, Marlene? All right, get your cleaning bucket and that cloth. And when we get into that new place, you're going to give the devil an a good shot. Just tell me when, she says. Amen? Isn't that awesome? Friends, I want you to pray, and I want you to plan to be an integral part of what God is doing in Lackawanna as we look forward to what uh, the plans that he has for us. Amen? Plans to prosper us. Plans to really make an impact on our community for the glory of God. Amen? Let's pray. God, may the words of our mouth, the meditations of our heart, be acceptable in your sight. We pray in Jesus' name. Lord, if there's carelessness or 
a comfort zone that we know that you want us to get out of. Stir us, stimulate us, oh God, for action. Lord, if we've been experiencing the fiery darts of the enemy, we pray, oh God, that you'll help us as we ponder this awesome position of being the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus today. Lord, we thank you for each one in this place. And we pray, O oh God, as we look forward to the future, that we'll be those that bring the righteousness and justice of God to a lost and dying world. Stir us today, O oh God. Allow us to make changes. Allow us to draw closer to you and commission us once again to be light and salt in this broken up, sinful, lost world, we pray. And we'll go with God and we'll be a blessing. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen.